Well, first I want to thank the audience, if you're there, or if you're going to join us in the future, for tuning in here to the Between the Lines podcast. We got me, myself, Max, we got Tiago over here on the left, and Kyle on the right. Today, we, we picked the topic of doing a redraft of the 20, 2015 NBA draft. Sports world is kind of moving slowly at the moment due to COVID-19, everything that's going on. So we thought we'd just do something a little creative and switch things up. A um, little introduction here. I grew up playing basketball and baseball. Big A's fan. Big now Las Vegas Raiders fan. A little something for the audience there. Kyle, you want to take it off? All right. Kyle from North Carolina. Uh, grew up playing soccer, basketball. Played a little every other sport. Currently working in swimming, you know. Um, and then major Nets fan. Major. Probably the best team in the NBA. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Tiago here. Uh, I'm from Portugal. I play football. I'm a big Miami Heat and Miami Dolphins fan. Uh, still getting acquaintance with the Miami Marlins, but uh, we'll get there. And a uh, big football and basketball fan. Sweet. Another thing worth probably noting, too, about all us three years, we're all in the USF Sports Management grad program as well. Um, yeah, a little more background for you. Um, so I think we're just going to dive right into this puppy here. Like I said, we're doing a 2015 NBA redraft and we're going to start here with pick number one. So this pick belongs to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Their original pick here was Carl Anthony Towns. Um, the way I see it, if there's a redraft, cat's got to go one again, man. Look at the size, strength, his ability to stretch the floor, hit shots from anywhere on the court. Big guys like that with that skill set, they don't they don't come along too often. So I'm just gonna have to lock Cat in right there. Definitely. Um, honestly, I agree with you. I don't think anybody could not choose Cat first in this pick or in this draft. I mean, two time All Star, like he's a star in the league right now. You know, you can't just just run over that. So definitely first pick. Yeah, I went with Cat too, uh, especially because the Timberwolves were already building on guards before drafting Cat. So you know, it was like it was like a, a no-brainer to draft a big man like Cat right here, like a complete big man. So I went with Cat too on the first pick. All right, easy money right there. We're yeah. going three for three. Cat's number one in 2015 sure. redraft. Oh, we got pick two here. This pick's owned by the Los Angeles Lakers. The original pick was D'Angelo Russell. Um, in my redraft here, I'm going to have to go with Kristaps Porzingis, man. Got a seven foot three big man, a little bit taller than Cat, a little longer, a little lengthier, but stretches the floor, can do, th do some things in the post, can grab boards. Came back from an injury that he, he suffered while with the Knicks. He's now balling with Luka in Dallas, man. I don't know. He's just a force. He's going to be one of those players over the next, next 10 years that really, really does some stuff in this league. So I'm going to have to take him at two. I like it. I like it. But I'm going to have to disagree. I'm going to have to go D-book on this one. Devin Booker. Okay, okay. I mean, he's just an all-around bucket getter. You know, had highs of 70, even though it took a loss. You know, he's on a tough team. Still gets buckets. Also made all-star team, I think, due to what injuries, right? Am I, am I correct? Correct, yeah. correct. I mean, still, he's up there. He's a baller. He, he deserves them, too. I mean, I'm not saying Porzingis is going to go too far down, but I think here you go, Devin Booker. Yeah, totally. yeah I, went, I went with Booker too, but uh, especially because Kobe was still on the roster. So I feel like Devin Booker going to a team and being able to learn with Kobe on his final years 
uh, in the league. It's just, it's just like unthinkable, you know. Yeah, like Devin Booker is a killer out there. He's a great offensive player, and learning from one of the best offensive players of the last years that would be perfect for the Lakers. And they got like another shooting guard for franchise for the years to come. So definitely locking Devin Booker for the Lakers here. Yeah, totally. I like that point about Kobe too, because he could learn a lot from Kobe and every yeah, all the greatness. Yeah. RIP. We should say that here on the pod. RIP to that. Um, all right, so we're taking that one two to one. We're going deep book at two. It's locked. All right, we got three, man. Damn, this was an interesting pick, man. <laughs> I, I know one of you guys has some stuff to say. So the Sixers had three, man. They took Jalil Oka for it three. That didn't pan out like they thought it would. Um, so I'm gonna have to switch it up here. You guys took Bucket too. I'm gonna take him at three, man. It's like you guys said, he's just a walk-in bucket. He steps on the court from anywhere. It's a splash. He's dangerous, man. Thing about D Book is he's a high volume shooter, man. He's gonna get his shots up, kind of playing in Phoenix on not such a great team. It affords him opportunities to kind of just hoist as much as he wants. Probably had a lot more opportunities as a younger player than a lot of others do when they come into the league. But still, he's wet, bro. I gotta go with D Book at three. Definitely. I think at this one, I'm going D'Angelo Russell. He was originally at two. Okay. I think we dropped him in three just because we put D-Book at two. I mean, hey, I'm a major Nets fan, so you know he wasn't dropping far. I mean, okay. he's a solid baller. That mid-range is crazy. can knock down any threes. Yep. And, you know, in Brooklyn, he had, a, he had a great team surrounding him, so he was able to shine. I think he's going to shine in Minnesota now. I mean – can't just push him out the draft. So I think you go three, D'Angelo Russell. I mean, I originally wanted Chris Appersing is on this pick, but uh, the, the Philly just had too many big men right there. Okay. You know, already had yeah. Merlin's Noel and Joel Embiid. So I had to go with D'Lo too. You know what I'm saying? Like they needed a guard and D'Lo is also a player like, that's been growing a lot in the league. I think it, him paired up with Ben Simmons in the future would be deadly. Together with Joel and B, that would be a crazy three right there. So, yeah, for sure, D'Angelo Russell right there, third pick. All right, two for one again, man. We're going D'Lo at three. So, standing so far, we got Cat at one. We got Book at two, and we got D'Lo at three. Now, that leads us to four. This pick was owned by the Knicks, and the Knicks selected Kristaps Porzingis. You know, this is probably one of the best picks that Phil Jackson actually made during his tenure with the Knicks. You know, a lot of things didn't go to plan, like, the Knicks kind of had intended to when they brought him in as president of operations. But the way I see it going here at four, I had D'Lo going at four, man. I don't know. I think D'Lo is an interesting player. He can fill it up, man. He can get to the basket. He can create for teammates, but he's just another high-volume shooter. He excels in heavy pick-and-roll offenses. He can really do his thing. He can pick defenses apart from the top of the key. But I just look at him defensively sometimes, and I'm like, man, I don't know. You're just not doing enough with your man. You don't do much help side either. But just based off offensive skill, I'm going to go D-Lo at four. Um, let me hear what you guys got. All right. I think this one we leave Chris Stapps. I mm-hmm. think this is where Chris Stapps goes. <laughs> I know T.I. got the same thing. We got the same drive going. <laughs> you know we rock with that. I think that's where he is. I mean – Again, he's a seven-foot big man that can stretch the floor and pretty much do a lot of things. So, again, you can't push him down any further than this. I think, you know, people could argue, like, where where they want him top four, but I think past four, it's kind of disrespectful. So, we take Chris Epps at four. Now, it's, it's, Kyle too. it's a no-brainer, man. He's the best player available in the draft right now, and the Knicks don't have nothing at this point. So, I mean, you just got to pull the trigger on Chris Epps for sure. 
All right, sweet, man. So we got four locked in, but this is funny. At pick five, this draft starts to get pretty interesting because there's a lot of different options that come into play here. All right, so at five, the Orlando Magic had the rights to the pick. They picked Mario Hazonia. That didn't pan out. I think he's balling in Portland now, man, coming off the bench as a role player, not doing much. But I think I'm going to have to lock in Miles Turner here for the Orlando Magic, man. Yeah. I don't know. Turner's an interesting player, man. Skilled, can stretch the floor, shoot it from behind the arc. But you also look at him, he's a seven-footer, and career-wise, he's only pulled down about six and a half boards a game. You wonder, how does someone seven feet tall only pull down six and a half a game? But just skill-wise alone, what he's able to do shooting, he gets he gets putbacks, he can take lobs down too. I'm just going to have to go with Miles Turner. I kind of wanted to put Harrell above him, but I'm going to just go with Turner on this one. No, nah, I think that was a good move. I think it's Miles Turner, pick two. Um, I mean... He's become like a not a I wouldn't say a dominant center, but I mean you know, he's pretty present center in the in the league right now, so can't pass on him. I think yeah, he's gonna I do I think he's doing Miles. good things in Indiana. So Yeah, I went with Miles. You already have Nikola Vucevic in the team. He was playing power forward. Yeah. You put you put Miles Turner at the center, you got two big guys right there for the future of Orlando. Also Miles always finds a way to contribute to a team, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, he's playing with Sabonis right now, and we all know that Sabonis is developing to be a great player, but Miles still finds a way to get his role in the team, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially on defense, so I bet like Orlando could use him for for a couple of years to come together with Fusevich. So, yeah, that's that's a lot for me, too. Miles yeah, I think, that's, I think that's a good point, too, man, because there's always players you find in the league where it's like, doesn't matter night in night out they're going to take on any challenge they need mm-hmm. the team needs them to accept and i feel like turner's one of those guys man he's not in it for the stats he's just trying to go out there and get dubs with the squad um exactly so now we get six kind of another disappointing pick here i don't know i feel like kyle might have some crazy shit to say about this one but the kings <laughs> took collie stein at six man they took him at six that it's one didn't pan out either bro so at six, I'm going to have to lock in Montrez Harrell. Montrez came into the league, started out with the Rockets, man. He wasn't really playing too much, but he kind of came in as that kind of junkyard dog, man. Just give you all he's got on the offensive defense, get putbacks. And I don't know, he kind of reminds me of like the Ben Wallace type. You look at Ben Wallace on that championship Pistons team, man. Not super tall, not like... Not just like some physical force that blows you away, but he just finds the way to get it done, man. So I'm gonna have to lock him in there. I like it. I like it. I'm not gonna take him at six though. Mm-hmm. At six, I'm gonna go tsunami pop. Oh Kelly man, Kelly's coming off the board. <laughs> How, Hot, about bro? How about it? Okay. I mean, so where's he at now? He's in Phoenix now. I mean, he yeah. just got injured sadly, but. I mean, in Phoenix, he he proved himself as becoming the next option past T-Book and DeAndre Ayan. I mean, when they were out, he was stepping up to the plate. He was he was doing what he had to do. He was becoming himself. I think once he got out of Washington, he proved it. Totally. Number nah, six. Man, I, had to, I had to go with Max on this one. So the Kings already wanted a center, and they wanted to, <laughs> they, they wanted to keep Boogie there. And I feel like Harold is a hustle player. You know, he would get along with Boogie. If, if Boogie got to stay with Sacramento, you got, like, another two big men paired up right there. So, I mean, there's not much you can go. If you want a big man, it's the next big, the, the next best one on the on the board, and you got to go with Harold. The hustle player is still growing, and he's still developing. So, and I think that would be a great way to keep to keep Cousins on the team, you know, build around him. Easily. I got to say, I mean, I know, 
I know I didn't pick him, but I mean, Harold's a great pick too because you know he's undersized, but he mm-hmm. can match up with every center. You know, nobody's nobody's gonna bully him like he's gonna bully them. You know, he's totally doing what the team needs. You know, so definitely think that's a good pick, especially coming from second round. Yeah. yeah, easily. The funny thing too is like, ah, I don't like it. I wouldn't have made it, but I understand why you made the pick at Ubre there. Ubre's been balling, man. He's raised his points per game by over eight points compared to his career average this yeah. season in Phoenix. So my question is, is that because he's finally figured it out, or is it because he's playing in Phoenix, man? It seems like everybody just has, the, everybody gets the green light in Phoenix. It's just like hoist that thing. I think you do get the green light. You know, <laughs> you got it. You got to take it. You know, you can't turn that down. Come yeah, on. it's a little bit of both. I feel like he didn't have the green light with John Wall and um in in Washington. Well, no, you, know I'm saying? you got like, Brad Bill on that team. Exactly, you got Bradley Bill, got John Wall, you got Otto Porter by the time, and you know they like like Kelly was like the fourth option, and now in in uh, in Phoenix with the green light, that's just it just went going crazy. Yeah, another thing too, I feel like just about Kelly back when he was on that squad, it's like they were just so dysfunctional. I feel like there's oh. always been those reports about. John Wall and Bradley Beal maybe not having the greatest relationship with one another, kind of like butting heads when it comes to like star power and trying to who's going to have the ball in the last seconds at the end of the game. So I feel like Kelly was kind of in a bad position, but now he's just in a spot where no, they're they're giving him the reins to go out there and do what he does every night. So hopefully he can keep it up, man. Mm -hmm, For sure. All right. So now we got the nuggets here at seven, man. Um, so they took Emmanuel Moutier. Emmanuel's had kind of an interesting career, really not done much, but then there's times where he'll come in games and he'll give you a highlight or two, cross somebody up, and you're like, okay, Emmanuel, that was pretty nice. Uh, but at seven, I went with what Kyle did on the last one. I had to take KO here at seven, man. Like I said, the guy's raged his points per game over eight points compared to his career average. I don't know. You just look at him. Talent-wise, it's all there. He's got the length. He's got the speed. He can elevate at the rim. Like, if he could ever fully, like, put it together, I legitimately think Kelly's a guy that could – he could give you, like, 21, 3, and 7. Like, he could average that legitimately. Like, if he can fully put it together. Like, the ceiling's up there for Kelly, man. So, we'll see what happens. But I'm going to have to go with him for the Nuggets there. All right, I feel it. I think on this one, we definitely switched, though. I'm going to hear on this one. I mean, yeah. I said what I had to say about him. Undersized big, but, you know, still getting the job done. Proved himself in the league so far, so. We all switched on with Kelly. I'm with Kelly on this one for sure. I mean, <laughs> it's like you said, man. He still has a big ceiling to go, and uh, the Nuggets cannot just pass on him. I don't see anybody else, like, being big on him. I don't even, like, I- I'm not even sure what the Nuggets needed by this time, but it's, you just got to go with the best pick in the draft left. So that's Keo right there. Yeah, easily, bro. I got to say the same thing. So for clarification here, let's run this back a little bit. So we got Montrez Harrell at six going to the Kings. And then two to one, we got Kelly Oubre going here to the Nuggets at seven. Now that brings us to eight. Pistons had this pick. They took Stanley Johnson out of University of Arizona. I remember when Stanley was coming out of high school. I think he went to modern day in SoCal, man. He was yeah. one of the, the top recruits in the nation. I remember ESPN was blowing up, and they were always, like, out there. They'd have camera crews at his games, recording his high school games and stuff. And he was nice, man, always, like, a physical specimen. But just in terms of, like, developing kind of like an outside shot in the NBA, it, it never really materialized for him. Um 
So, yeah, that's all I got to say about Stanley. But when it comes to this pick now on a redraft, man, I'm going with Mr. 305, Josh Richardson, baby. You look yeah. at Josh Richardson, man, coming out of the second round, picked in the second round in the 2015 draft. Bro, I think he was a Tennessee Vol, if I'm not mistaken, man. Josh is the ultimate 3 and D guy, man. He can pull up and strike from beyond the line, but every given night he's going to pick up the best point guard or shooting guard on any of the other teams, and he's just going to go to work. It's not a guy that's going to complain. He's just going to come in and get the job done. So I think at eight, you get great value at Josh Richardson right there. Definitely. I think you definitely take Josh right there. Um, 12.4 points a game. I mean, that's, that's the career looking at. And then what? 13, 14 this past season. Yep. You know, so I mean, he's providing valuable buckets off the. Oh, no, he's starting, right? Is he starting or off the bench? Yeah, he's starting in Philly. Yeah. I mean, it's valuable buckets right there. I think I agree with you. I think we take Josh right there. Hey, you guys know me. I'm a big Heat fan. And um, <laughs> Josh, Josh has to be picked on this one. I mean, I felt, I, felt, I, felt, I miss him, you know, in Miami. It's just like those kind of things that you, we just love him, you know, like. On and off the court, the guy's great. And now we're talking about the draft. Josh is like a hustler player. Like, he does everything you need on the team. And he puts his spirit in, night in, night out. And you just cannot, like, pass on him right here. i go with Josh for sure. Yeah, he's got to be Josh. What? Yeah, it's because of the heat you picked him? (laughs) I mean, I started liking him because of the heat, that's for sure. But I guess we all agree on Josh on this one, right? Right, Yeah, yeah, like this. So that puts us at pick number eight. So we got Josh Richardson going to the Pistons. Um, now we're at nine here. I got a surprise on nine. Yeah, I wonder. I got something, too. <laughs> I feel like, Tiago, we might have the same thing here. You, you were talking about him earlier. You've name-dropped him a few times, so I'll be curious. Um, at nine, the Hornets own this pick, and they took Frank Kaminsky out of the University <laughs> of Wisconsin. Man, um, Frank's had an interesting career, bro. I mean – he has moments from time to time where he can splash from the outside and stuff, but no. just like all in all, not really much to be said about him. Um, but at this pick, man, I'm going to have to go with the scary Terry assassin who's getting buckets out in Boston, bro. Came now into Charlotte where he is now, which is funny because Charlotte owns this pick. But yeah, man, Scary Terry, I don't know. He's kind of a high-volume player, too. Um, his stats are up in Charlotte, you know, because he's playing in Boston before. He wasn't necessarily the guy. There's a lot of pieces there. But now he kind of gets to run the offense, facilitate things. And also, you know, he's – I mean, Michael Jordan paid him a lot of money to come be the guy. So he's got the reins. Uh, we'll see what happens as, as uh, his career continues to go on. But I got to go Scary Terry right there. All right. First, I want to say – Frank and Sam Decker. I mean, <laughs> I wish they would have done better. They had they they have so much like potential coming in. You know, everybody was hyped. Right? They thought it was gonna be the boys from Wisconsin. Nah, nah. true. But this pick, I'm actually not gonna go with Scary Terry. I'm gonna switch it up and go with Bobby Portis. Man, you came yeah. early with Bobby, bro. Man, that's early. Bobby. But let me tell you why, though. You look right, at you look at his first two seasons. I mean, yeah, sure, he's not averaging much, but I mean, his production compared to Scary Terry's in the first two seasons better, right? And yeah. then we look at from from 2017 till now, he's averaging 14 points, and that's and that's putting on that's putting in solid buckets on yeah. each team he's on. And what was he in Chicago? And that yeah. was in um. 
OKC? I'm nah, he's playing for the Knicks, brother. Yeah. Uh, was he not OKC before? Nah. nah I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Yeah. Big tripping. But I mean, just look. He's <laughs> He's got solid points. I mean, he's balling, you know? I got something to add about Bobby after Tiago goes here, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't like the pick, but I don't hate it. Let's put it that way. I think this one, I think this one could also be interchangeable too. But yeah, we're, get, we're getting there now, to where a lot of these guys are kind of interchangeable. All right, Tiago, give me what you got. I need you guys to hear me out on this one. So okay, I appreciate the scary Terry pick, but listen, there are just some players that you wonder. If they are really busts or not, because they were just put into the wrong situation. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. You say Jaleel so, Okafor right here, bro. I Jaleel swear. Jaleel Okafor is my <laughs> mind. Nah. And I'll hey, let me nah. explain why. Nah. Let me nah. explain why. <laughs> I got a very nice justification for it. So Jaleel went to the league and they had to fight for his role with three other big men. All right. So uh Jaleel was not in the right situation to begin with. And I feel like Jaleel has given us some um some like like a small taste of what he can do when he was with the Pelicans when Anthony Davis got uh, got injured two seasons ago. Jaleel showed some flashes of what he could be on the league, but I feel like his confidence just ran out. You know, like not everybody's like strongly, um, phys- uh, like psychologically strong to keep like uh, producing in the league after being called bust times after times. And I feel like if Jaleel went on this team instead of Frank as their main big man. I mean, they would, he could be like a double-double machine, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to be like a franchise player or like the best center in the league, but I feel like Jaleel could be a really solid player from what he from what he's done in college. I feel like he's a great pick. I mean, you just got to, like, build around him, not, like, put him in a team with three other big men and then call him a bust and then just destroy the whole the man's confidence, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Jaleel could be a really productive player right here, so I'll go with him for sure. All right, I got two points. First, I'm going to touch on Bobby Portis here. Okay. <laughs> Bobby's an interesting player, man, because the funny thing is, like, he can actually get buckets. Bobby can step out and hit shots. He's got a little, like, mid-range post-game, too. It's kind of nice, too. But I think we can all agree the best Bobby Portis story that ever emerged is when he cracked Nikola Mirotic in the face oh, and broke sure. his face, broke the bones <laughs> in his face. So we just got to give yeah, Bobby yeah. Portis some shout-outs, man. He's one of the only guys still in the league that's not afraid to, like, get in there and just toss the bodies around. So I, I don't think know if he deserves a pick for that. Showing <laughs> 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 bows, man. And then Jaleel Okafor, real quickly. You know, the funny thing is, bro, when he was coming out to Duke, I was like, man, this guy's going to be a force in the league, dude. Like, he was balling. He was tough, bro. Like, he was really tough. And I was, like, always kind of surprised. I was like – and also, it makes me wonder, what the hell were the Sixers doing, like, clogging up all those centers? How do you draft that many? Like, what are you doing? Like, who's making decisions over there? It makes no sense. That's Wait, so, yeah. Exactly. So, he didn't get many chances. And the funny thing is, you're right. From time to time, you watch Jill play, and he'll have these stretches, like when AD got hurt in NOLA. Yeah. I watched some highlights, bro, and he was like – he was dropping baby hooks. He was like going shoulder to shoulder in the like, He was doing some things. So I feel like, yeah, he's kind of been in a sense. He hasn't really gotten like a fair shake totally. Uh, but um, I don't know, man. I'll be curious to see if in the latter stages of, a career, of his career, if he's able to do anything. He's obviously a role player at this point, but we'll see what happens. Is he still in NOLA? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I think he is. I mean, hear me uh, out. comparing to your guys' picks, I mean, I feel like Bobby Portis is a great player. I mean, he still has a ceiling, but Bobby Portis is not consistent. And we already know how he, he got his, his fair, fair chance of opportunities. So 
Bobby like can put like six points one night and then put like 20 points. So that's not consistency. And I feel like Scary Terry is the same thing. Although I love the player himself. I'm saying like I would go with Jaleel here because it's a what if. You know what I'm saying? It's a what it's if. the same thing though. Yeah. Now, you, you both, you both play for thing. players who got shots. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like those two players you guys went to, like they, they got their fair chance to prove themselves. Especially Bobby Portis in the Knicks. He has more than an opportunity to show himself. And Jaleel never had that chance in the in the in the, in the, the early stages of him of his career. So I'm saying like I think Jaleel could flourish to be a better player than both of them because it's a what if. Well, so, that's I mean, it's on you guys. That's the thing. That's like well, I can respect like how you're kind of looking at this right now, but you're kind of looking at it from the standpoint of man, Jaleel had all this talent in college. What if he had gone to a different team and things had been different and his confidence hadn't been battered off the gate? And like, what if? Just like, what if things had played out differently? So I understand where you're coming from there. Um, all right, boys, you got to make a decision, man. Real quick, I respect me, Bobby Portis. I respect Bobby Portis, but it ain't Bobby Portis, man. I'm a, but I'm going to say this, though. Right it can't be just a little Oka for it. And exactly. So that's yeah. why it's got to be scary, Terry. I was just going to say, I don't want to say it right away, but it's got to you know be scary, what? bro. We'll, no, we'll let you have it. We'll let you have all it. Right. We're going to take scary there. If one of you <laughs> feels strongly about another win. pick, you take it. But I feel I feel strongly about that one. We got to take right. our next pick. Then. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Fair enough. All right. Now we're at 10, guys. So the funny thing is, it was an interesting pick. So this is Tiago's team right here. So the Heat took Justice Winslow at 10, man. And just quickly on Justice, bro, man. Dude, that guy, he was an incredible point forward, man. Like, the funny thing is we've watched LeBron James, like, play point forward in the NBA for the last eight years. And there's something to be said, like, about a guy that can, like, get into the lane, post up a little bit, also hit some shots from out, outside the three-point line a little bit. Justice isn't so strong out there, but his biggest problem is he's just never healthy, man. He can never stay on the floor. And that's why the Heat got frustrated and they dumped him off to the Grizzlies in that trade for Iguodala. But... I don't know. I really like Justice. I hope he I hope he can stay healthy moving forward. But um when it comes out that draft. Exactly. When it when it comes to that pick though at 10, man, I'm gonna have the heat drafted Norman Powell, man. Norman Powell, he's just only developed since being in the league. You think about it, he's now playing the one and the two. When Kyle Lowry's out of games, he's playing the point now for the Raptors. But even before, like his first few years in the league, think about it. He was stuck behind DeMar, Ro- DeMar DeRozan at the two. Wasn't getting many opportunities. Mm-hmm. Then you have Kawhi come to Toronto, right? So that's more minutes that are being taken away from him. But now once Kawhi left Toronto, like they needed Powell to step up, man. And he really has. He's averaging like 16 point, 16.4 points a game, something like that. And he's also playing the point from time to time. He's just versatile, man. He can play D. He can hit from outside. His ability to drive the basket's only gotten better. So I'm going to take t- uh, Powell. What you got, Kyle? I got Justice Winslow at this one. That's okay. the play coming out of this draft. And if we didn't go Bobby Portis last pick, I think we should go in this pick. But who I originally put down was Justice Winslow. I mean, like you said, I mean, I think he's a solid player. Ran a point forward pretty pretty well i mean he was injured a lot and it sucks that he got chipped off to memphis but i mean maybe he can make that work i haven't watched much of memphis play so you know maybe it'll be a positive experience uh i mean i went with scary terry on this one for okay sure. i mean um i compare scary terry a little bit with mario chalmers you know what I'm yeah, I, I feel that 
And uh, Mario Chalmers was still on the heat right now. And Mario Chalmers is a player that knows his role on a team. He knows how to be like the fourth option, fifth option, whatever. But he's clutch. And I feel like Scary Terry has come in the clutch a few times. And I think he could learn a lot with Mario. I would love to have him on the heat by, them by this time. Because we all know that Norris Cole didn't work out playing with us. So going forward with Scary Terry as our point guard, that, that could be great. He could develop to be a great player for us. So I would go for him with him for sure. Yeah, I hear that, man. All right, we got to make a pick now here. So Kyle's got Justice Winslow. I got Norman Powell, and we got Scary Terry. So we can't go with Terry because we already yeah. took him off the board. What are you thinking, Tiago? I say you make an executive decision here because you're out of the race on that one. You going so, with Winslow or you going with Powell? I mean, Bobby Portis. Uh, uh, well, yeah. Portis is in if you want to act crazy, but he's in, I guess. Hey, hold up. Don't ruin my draft, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go with Justice, man. Like, if it hits right, me and Powell, Justice can be a great player, if not for the injuries. I love Justice, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love watching him on the heat. I, I kind of felt bad for him being traded with Iguodala, but I still think he's going to, he, he can develop to be a great player, uh, both in the point or in the small forward position. But yeah, Justice for sure. Yeah, I like it. I, I I like it too. I think we're gonna definitely lock that one in for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Justice too, and I think also like, I think going to Memphis for him could be a great experience, man. I think like I don't know if he'd come off the bench as like a point forward because obviously you got Jaw in Memphis doing his thing. Probably definitely gonna take the rookie of the year, you know, unless the NBA season comes back and Zion just goes like straight manimal. But um. Mm-hmm. I know I can see it going well. I mean, if he can stay healthy, I think he can be a real solid contributor on any team. So hopefully he's able to do that. I don't think he should run um, point forward in, in Memphis or try to. And I'm no, pretty sure they, they aren't doing that because anytime you got John Moran on the floor, you don't, you don't need another point guard. That's your point oh, guard. Totally. Right you know? And then we're also getting away from like point forwards and stuff too. I, w- I would say like everybody's kind of like a ball yeah. handler now, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of the way the game's going, right? It's like yeah. there's people people are placing great precedence on like it doesn't matter. It's like positionless basketball at this point. It doesn't matter where you're on the floor. You need to be able to hold the ball, dribble the ball, and be able to shoot from, you know, at yeah, least moderate range. See the court. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So that takes us to 11. Um, the Pacers had this one. You know, they took Miles Turner, which is really actually a great pick. If you look at this draft for the value at 11 of getting Turner, I mean, let's just scroll back a little bit and look at some of the guys that are picked before Turner. Frank Kaminsky, Stanley Johnson, Emmanuel Moutier, uh, Colley Stein, man, Mario Hazonia. So those are god-awful picks right there in front of him, and the Pacers just did a great job. So, um, But for this redraft, I went with Justice Winslow. We just took him. But, yeah, man, I don't know. Justice, Justice is a talented player, like we said. Struggle with injuries, but I think, you know, if he can stay healthy, I think I think he'll be solid. But what do you guys have? All right, so this one, I'm going to switch it up because both of y'all said Terry Rozier, last two picks. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to throw somebody in last second. Emmanuel Moutier. Okay, wow. Damn. Take him there. I mean, he's not he's not super consistent, but like you said earlier, I mean, he has those flashes, you know, and you're like, all right, you know, he can get it. Get certain buckets when he and for some odd reason, I remember myself watching his highlights. I don't know if someone told me like I played like him a little or what. So I was like, you know, I mess with his game a little, so we rock with him. So so wait 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 let me let me get this straight. You got you got, <laughs> <laughs> got Moudier going over Terry Rogier in the draft. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, all right, just say Well, no, your... well, no, just for off of, well, he, he was picked the last two picks. So, I mean, okay. I'm just going to change it. But like I said, originally oh. I had Rozier here. Oh, okay. okay, uh, okay. But this is my okay. late, late oh, addition. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's good though. Once we, once players are kind of taken off the board, we should try and shuffle some new guys in just yeah. for yeah. the sake of not being redundant. But, um, but I feel like kind of here before you jump in and do yours, Tiago, I feel like Kyle's kind of, he's making a pick based off like potential coming out of high school. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think Emmanuel Moutier played in college. I think he might've no, went overseas, he right? Yeah, yeah, he went he overseas. Um, he's a solid bowler though. I mean, no, definitely. I mean, I remember there was a lot of hype when he was coming out, but I think Kyle's kind of making a pick based off the talent he had. Things didn't actually like shake out perfectly for Moutier, but I mean, he's still talented. You see it still sometimes. It's just like he's just never been able to like consistently hit jumpers from the outside. So that's the only thing really on him. I mean, is he playing in? Is he still in New York? Or where's he at? I don't know. Yeah, he's in New York, bro. Yeah, I mean, I think he's. I think he's playing fine. I'm not saying he's going to be. You know, like he's he's the greatest player right now. But I think, I think for New York, he's fine. And New York is not that strong of a team. They're probably the worst team in New York. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wonder why you're saying that. I mean, yeah, he's getting minutes, uh, bro. He does his thing from time to time. All right, Tiago, yeah. what you got for me? Uh, my original pick was Justice, but we already okay. got him on the board. So I would go with Bobby Porter on this one. And I got very solid reasons for it because uh, you know that the Pacers uh, in 2014, they, they, they still had a good team. You know, the Pacers used to go head-to-head with the Heat on the playoffs. I remember that very <laughs> a lot. Like, I remember Paul George just being dominant as he was. Um, and I, th- I think, like, Putting Bobby Portis with Paul George in that team, you know, in the Indiana, he could be like a solid piece for them. You know, not, we were just talking like we, yeah, you know, I hear you. just trying to get a player to fulfill like his role on the team. You know, kind of trying to get no star potential, nothing like that. But it's like Bobby Portis would be a good fit. I remember they having a really good power forward on the on Indiana. I think Portis would be great playing alongside uh, Paul George in this roster. I don't know, I like it. Like All right, him. man. I wouldn't go with him that early, bro. But who'd you who who'd you say again? You had who at this pick? I went Justice Winslow, but he's off the right. board at this yeah, point. Um, so what is between Moody and Portis? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, if that's a do, I'm with. All right, how about how about this? Y'all got. Y'all got 15 seconds each to make your strongest argument for these players, man. He just so, said he went to Portis. But I'm with Portis, so. though. <laughs> exactly. Because I all remember right. I originally went him higher. So. Okay. All and right, then. It's locked, bro. He's Portis the is going there. Yeah, you would feel All right. Indiana. So that's 11, right? That was to the Pacers. We got Portis to the Pacers at 11. Yeah, my bad. I said 12 because I was looking at my next pick. I just, I just said my next pick anyways. Nah, you're good, man. But and now it gets interesting here, bro. We're at 12, 13, 14, and 15. I feel like there's legitimately probably like 8 to 10 players here that could be like seriously considered as a draft pick. But at 12, the Jazz had that rights to that pick. And they took Trey Lyles. Uh, I don't know. Trey, Trey Lyles would do some crazy shit and get some pretty nice buckets from time to time. But really hasn't panned out too much in the league. But for the Jazz there... I'm going to have to go with Larry Nance Jr., man. Um, Larry's kind of coming to the league, bro. Like, I mean, we've all seen the highlights, man. The guy can jump out of the gym, dude. Some crazy posters, some crazy lob posters. It's like he he can do work on the offensive glass and the defensive glass. So, like, he's doing his thing. He's kind of, like, pleasantly, surprisingly, actually, like, improved his range on jump shots. Like, he'll step out from 15 to 18 feet now. And very so rarely, he'll actually, you know, take a few three-pointers. But – 
I think Larry Nance is a solid player. I feel like at this point in the draft, you're kind of looking for players where you can get value and they can be role players and contribute, you know, in different ways. And I think he's one of those players. Definitely. I agree. I think it's Larry Nance on this one. Um, he's like improved since he stepped into the league. He started averaging, I think like five rebounds or so, mm-hmm. probably off less minutes, obviously. And now he's up to averaging about like eight or nine rebounds, about like 10 points a game. So, I mean, he's, he's very valuable off the bench, especially in Cleveland where you have, um, uh, Drummond right now. So yeah. you know, he's, he's a, he's a good role player. Yeah. Kayla and Drummond. So, I mean, I'd like to see him like maybe step up and be a starter sometimes, but I mean, yeah. for where he's at right now, I think it works. So I think Larry Nance at this pick. Definitely. I mean, I originally had Bobby Portis, but I would go with Larry Nance too. Bobby Portis already's on the board and Larry Nance is, He's like you said, he's a great player. He's, he's like he's a good role player, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. He's just gonna complete this team. Yeah, I'll go with him too. Nice. All right, we're gonna lock that one in there. So we got Larry Nance to the Jazz at twelve. Um, and this is crazy, bro. This is the pick of the draft, the 2015 draft, right here. The Suns had 13, and they pulled on D book, man. That's, That's a steal at 13 compared to about like five to six players that were selected there after five. But yeah. So props to the Suns, man. It's about the only damn thing they've done right here in the last, you know, they I guess DeAndre Ayton wasn't a bad pick, but shit. <laughs> All right. But at 13, man, you guys might be surprised about this one. I, I think probably both of you might not guy, both of you might not have this guy on your draft board, but um, I'm going to have to go with Rashawn Holmes to the Suns, man. I've watched Rashawn play in Sacramento quite a bit this year, actually. And his game has just developed pretty nicely, actually. Like, you know, Rashawn was with Philly there for a while, and kind of his only skill set was, like, getting putbacks and getting offensive and defensive boards. But I don't know. Like, I see him working on his post game and sack now. Like, he's actually doing some things. And he's, like, one of those guys that can get off the floor pretty well. So I kind of just see him as, like, a guy that has a high ceiling. Like, if he continues to develop in the league, so I'm going to have to go with Rashawn Holmes to the, the Suns at 13. All right. I think in this one, Tiago mentioned it to me today, and I was like, I can't believe I left him out. But I think this one I'm going to go C.D. Osmond. Wow, bro. Yeah. Wow, bro. You guys are surprising me, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to go C.D. right here. So I think he came in. He got drafted in this draft, but um, did he come in, what, 2017? I'm yeah. Say. A little later he on, stepped up. He he had he was averaging low amount of points. Stepped up to a starter next year, or maybe this past year. Now he's a starter, averaging about like thirteen points. You know, he's putting in solid, solid minutes. He's a solid bucket. I like it. Okay. Listen, I like CD, but uh, after like this past season, before the season was interrupted, when Lamarcus Aldridge was injured, I saw Trey Lyles stepping up a little bit for the Spurs. And I, I'm not going to lie, I like that. I had that guy on my fantasy team, and he was putting double-double digits. You know what I'm saying? Like, Trey Lyles could be a great player in Phoenix. I think, like, he just needs the right opportunity. He steps up when, when the team most need him. And, uh, yeah, I'd lock him in here for Phoenix. Totally, man. That's that's funny that you say that, because I've always watched Trey Lyles play, and, like, he's really skilled offensively, like, really skilled. Like, he can face up, hit jumpers. Like, he can put his back to the basket and do a things, like, do a few things. He can face, like, he's good. And I kind of also, like, why hasn't it worked out for this guy? He's played on a few different teams in the league now, but 
I don't know, maybe Popovich can kind of cultivate his talent a little bit as like a role player off the bench, kind of a guy that can come in and get some buckets and kind of like, you know, stop teams when they're surging, you know, just kind of help on that area. Well, he made a statement when he when he got the chance, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course, LaMarcus Autry is still going to take the starting spot while he's out the Spurs, but I think, like, every time Trey Lyle steps up, he just shows us something new, you know? And he's a very good rebounder, which a team needs right now. And, uh, I mean, he's just he just can develop into a really good player. It's it's a risky pick, of course. He can be a bust. And, but at this point, like, we're at, like, 13. I mean, yeah. You can take risks, right? Like, yeah, definitely. Like that. Totally, dude. I'd say Trey Lyles for sure. Yeah, I I like what you're saying too because it's like it's like when you're at 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, the odds of you like the odds of you drafting like a Devin Booker at 13 are so low. You know that happens just at like such a low rate in NBA drafts. And then it's even crazier. You get guys like in the late 20s, like the Spurs drafting Tony Parker. You know, mm-hmm. like people can always find like diamonds in the rough, you know. But I feel like if you're trying to be realistic as like a GM in a front office, you're just at this point looking for rotational players that can come in and provide value. So sure. I like what you guys are saying there. And I think that he does that. Um, but we do have to make a decision here. Um, so I threw out Rashawn Holmes. Tiago threw out Trey Lyles. Kyle, who did you have again? C.D. Osmond. C.D. Osmond. All right, does anybody feel really strong in here? Is somebody like, man, we got to put him here? I do. I do. I think Trey Lyles just proved more than those guys right here. I think Trey, if he, if he, gives, if, if he has the right chance, he can be a better player than Where's Trey Lyles at right now? Spurs. Spurs. Starting off the bench. No, it's it's off the bench. He just started when, when Aldridge was injured. And, uh, I mean, yeah. I think it's him. Yeah, I'm not hitting on Sede and Sede, but he's just not that kind of player. Trey Lyles is more complete, and he gets those rebounds, double-double machine. You never know. I'd be – I mean, Trey previously played for – he played in Utah, then he played in Denver for a spell after that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'd be fine with going with Trey here. I mean, I think you're kind of looking at it like at the ceiling point of view, like coming out of – I think he went to the University of Kentucky – like, he was solid, man, so I have no problem with that. If things had played out a little differently, who knows? Maybe he could have, you know, had a little bit of better career at this point. I'll let you have this one. You could have Trey Lyles on that one. All right. We're going to go forward. Yeah. I just don't want to hear nobody picking Cameron Payne, all right? Nah, bro, but you know he was the next pick in the draft, bro. Thunder had 14, and they took campaign. But now this is where I kind of go back to a little bit earlier in the draft, guys. Um, it's got to be Willie Cauley-Stein, man. Stein's just been a disappointment, bro. Like, his game just right. hasn't evolved at all since coming to the league. He was doing the same yeah. shit now that he was doing at Kentucky, man, just catching lobs. He can't hit a free throw worth shit. He can't stretch the elbows or hit jumpers from the free throw line. It's really just bad. I mean, the Warriors had high hopes. They brought him in on a free agent. It was pretty low level. He didn't get paid a ton, but they were done with his ass after half a year. They're like, man, we're done with this. We're going to dump him to Dallas for anything we can get. But when you're at 14, I think at 14, he's a solid enough role player. And I think that the the Thunder would have to take him at 14. Um, Over Jaleel. Yeah, bro. I don't have Jaleel on my 15, man. He's not there. I mean, no. I think Willie is because we're at 14, right? Yeah, 14 for Thunder. Willie Stein at 15, but 14, I'm going to go Tyus Jones. Uh, okay. I took him out. So, bro, I had him at 15, 
But then I looked back through the draft and I was like, wait, I like somebody a little bit more. And I have him at 15. So you guys are going to see that in a minute. But tell me why Ty is. He's pretty solid in Minnesota. Um, He's obviously going to be what the the second string now um, behind D'Lo, right? Or are they doing a one one and two kind of thing? I think he's he's definitely coming off the bench. Yeah. I mean, but for the time being, he was he was decent. I forgot what his stats were, what he was averaging. But I just know he was just decent off the bench. It. They probably needed a, a higher end uh, kind of point guard, you know, to yeah. compliment Wiggins at the time and Cat. But I mean, I think he worked out fine. I think he's doing fine now. So, and I like him coming out of Duke. So, we'll take him. Okay. If we don't take Jaleel here, that's wild. Uh, I'll just give you the best arguments to pick Jaleel I like higher. And now you t- you're telling me that Willie Colley-Stein had a better chance to be a good player than Jaleel Okafor if he had the right chance. I mean, we're o- we're in OKC, man. I mean, I think, I think I'd think i go with Jaleel here anyways. I'm, I'm going like, to say this, though. I'm not Jaleel because I told him at nine, but I would go. I locked in Jaleel here. If, if, he's, not, if he's not in the draft board right now, I'll lock in Jaleel. Jaleel. But I'll say this, though. You keep mentioning that if he had the right chance, I think if we gave – all these players the right chance, they'd all be they'd all be different. I mean, I mean yeah, I, no, to piggyback off what Kyle's saying, I think there's some truth to that, right? It's just like I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say, right? There's so many elements in play, like whether it's like a player's kind of like like his mental composition going into the because I feel like some people are just like they have that like ability in them where it's like regardless, like of what's going on team wise or regardless if they feel like they're getting slighted, they have that ability to like rise above and still be great. And I feel like some people kind of wilter under that. Like, well, it's like, fuck this coach. He's not giving me minutes, man. It's like this organization doesn't believe in me. So it's like, you kind of get down in the dumps, but I think at the same time though, it's always worth like hindsight is 2020. But like when you're thinking about it, you always wonder, man, these players are so talented. Like why didn't it work out? Yeah. Uh, listen to me. Uh, we got like Jaleel, Jaleel, Jaleel was like, he used to be the man, you know what I'm saying? Coming up from high school or college, he was like the guy, he was like the best player on your team. And like, but you uh, had ties with him at Duke. All right. But like you ruined his confidence on the, on the peak. Like that happened with Markel Fultz too. And we, we all know what happened. Like Markel, I'll actually try, like was able to bounce back and like kind of ignore everything that was going around, calling him a bust and shit. And I like, I like how Markel is doing in Orlando right now. But I feel like if Jaleel... He still can't had, shoot that thing for shit, man. But he's playing all right, though. I know. <laughs> but I feel like if Jaleel had, like, the right confidence coming to the league... And we were talking about the 14th peak here. It's like you said. We're not looking for star potential. We're looking for rotation players. And Jaleel has proved before. He can be a really nice rotation player, especially if your main, if your main post is, like, injured. You know what I'm saying? Like what happened with AD. So Jaleel here is a no-brainer. You cannot right. just pass on him. I'm going to argue this one. It's going to be tight. for me. Cannot do it. Okay. No, I hear you. All right. Let's just run it back for the, the audience here real quick. So I took Kali's sign here. Kyle's rocking with Tyus Jones. And we got Tiago coming here with your little performance. So we got to make a decision here. What are we going to do, guys? Um, I will say one thing about Kyle's pick. Tyus Jones is interesting, man. There's something about Duke point guards. You know, Coach K coaches him up, bro. And the funny thing is his brother, his brother's playing point at Duke right now for yeah. Coach K too. So I don't know. I feel like there's something about those guards. They come into the league and they like have this ability to it's like they're not gonna go get crazy buckets, but they know how to run an offense and they know how to run an offense well. 
Um, so they get the buckets they need. You know, he's not out there trying to, you know, one on one ISO somebody every single time. You know, he's getting exactly. I mean, all right, mid. That's him. What are we doing here? We gotta do something. We're fourteen. We're late in the game, man. We got. I'm gonna argue this. I'm gonna tie this on this one. Cannot. I'm not changing my mind on this one. That's that's for sure. That's your call, Matt. All right. I'm gonna just rule my pick out. I'll take Kali Sign out of the running. Um, yeah, definitely. We not even counted him. But it also surprises me that he wouldn't go in the top fifteen of this draft. Uh, but all right, based off what you guys have, I'm sorry, Jaleel just hasn't done enough for me in the league. I know the potential was there, bro. But you, you look at what Tyus does, man. He's just solid. He's dependable. He's reliable. You can you can count on him. There's something to be said for that. So we're gonna have to take Tyus there. Yep. Thank you. All right. And that takes us to 15, man. So the original pick here was Kelly Oubre. He got drafted by the Hawks, but there was a sign and trade where he got then traded to Washington. Um, and at 15, man, I don't know. I think this is solid. So I originally had Tyus Jones at 15, but I had to go back and look at it. And I missed this player, bro. And I'm curious what you guys have to say about this player. I think he's interesting here. DeLon Wright, man. DeLon Wright can do some things, bro. I like it. His three-point percentage is higher than it's ever been here in his first year in Dallas, bro. He was kind of coming off. He was coming out in Toronto as kind of the backup point guard that would take spells for Kyle Lowry from time to time. But, like, he's a little long. He's lengthy. He can get to the basket. Like, I think he's just solid. I think he's a role player that any team would kind of be happy to have. All right, I, I agree with you on the DeLon Wright one. He's not who I picked. I, I just like it. I mean, I think he's still working on his offensive game. But once he, you know, keeps developing that, I think he'd become more of a solid player. But yeah. on this pick, I was just like, whatever I feel in the moment, I may go with. So, like I said earlier, I may just go with Willie College Stone on this one. Okay. All right, we're yeah. just going to drop him down one. I hear you. Yeah. So, I think he's got to go in the top 15, bro. Some way, somehow, he's got to be there. But then again, you know, you could make this, uh, those same arguments for him to be outside of it. So this one I'm up in the air on. I mean, yeah. so what do you have to say, Tiago? The fact that you guys put Willie above Jaleel is <laughs> driving me. Dude, come on. You have to out of here. Wait, wait, wait. Before you continue here, you look at the numbers. You look, the, look at the player efficiency rating. You look at what they both done in the league. Kali Stein has just done more. Like, unequivocally, there's no way that you could say Okafor has been a better player in the league. Fair enough. If you go with the numbers, I mean, I, I told you my argument. I and I understand that. I respect and I, it. And I got it. It's fair enough. But uh, with this pick, if I'm not going with Jalil, man, I was, like, originally going with Rishon, but... Okay. I'm kind of confused. I mean, Seti could go here. Willie could go here. Okay, Honestly, I like Seti here, too. Uh, I mean, probably Seti. I don't know. For, for, for the number, if you're talking about numbers, he's averaging, like Kyle said, 13 points. He's a nice role player. And uh, going to Atlanta, I know, but he will be a role player in Atlanta. Don't, don't, don't even try to, like... But it's not, he's, he would be, like, the third, fourth option in Atlanta for the years to come. Who's the who's small forward in Atlanta? I think DeAndre Hunter out of Virginia, man. He's a I'm rookie. Not I mean, he's not going to start. But, Atlanta's got a lot of interesting pieces, bro. I mean, you got Cam Reddish out there too that can come in yeah. and play in the two and the three as well. But um, I don't have a problem with Seti here. I mean, I kind of guess I slighted him a little bit. I kind of 
a little. Just, I guess Cleveland's kind of one of those teams. It's like, who the fuck is really actually paying attention <laughs> to what's going on there? But, um, but I'd be fine with it. And, I mean, I heard you guys both kind of say that you'd be fine with SETI there. So, if you guys feel that way, I think we could lock him up. I like SETI there. I like SETI. Let's do SETI. That's All right. Fun. Let's do it. So, that that finishes off, guys. We're done. Um, All right. Yeah, it's a wrap, man. We just run finished it back, up. Run it back. Let's hear what, let's hear what All the right. picks are. So we got to run it back. All right. So we, we came to the conclusion that uh, Cat had to go one, right? Yes. That's, that's amazing. All right. And also, I wanted to say this at the beginning. I didn't say anything, but um, thoughts and prayers out to Cat and his family, man. I know he lost his mom to that COVID-19 recently. Yeah, sure he's going through it right now, but uh, the whole NBA and all the fans were thinking about you, man. Hoping you make a quick recovery there. Um, and at two to the Lakers, I think we came to the decision of we had, y'all were high on Devin Booker there, right? To the Lakers, yeah, all right. And at three, original pick was Jaleel Okafor. I think we said, I think you guys were both on the D'Lo train, right? Yeah, we went. Yeah, we did. All right, yeah. So D'Lo went three to the Sixers. Then we're back here at the Knicks again. So I think we just decided that it's got to be Chris Stops there back again to the Knicks. Yep. Yeah. All right. Now we're back to five. Um, I think we decided Miles Turner to the Magic had to be the pick, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And then we're now back to six. And we sent Montrez Harrell there, right? We, yeah. we took Montrez Harrell to the Kings there, kind of pair him yeah, up with Boogie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, KO. at seven, we had KO at seven, man. KO is doing his thing. He would have gone to the Nuggets if that were to come to fruition. And then at eight, we had Stanley Johnson. That was the original pick, I should say, that went to we the Pistons. Josh. But we had Josh Richardson, mm-hmm. uh, you know, shout out. That's a... Big Miami Heat fan, Tiago over there. So I'm sure that pick made his day, bro. RIP to Josh Richardson on the Heat ball and doing his thing out in Philly now. Um, then we had nine. Originally, Frank Kaminsky went to the Hornets. Um, what did we do here again? Do you guys remember? I know I tried to throw Terry. Terry. It was Terry? Terry. Okay. Yeah, then we Terry. had nine. Terry there at nine. And then we had 10. I know that I picked. Norman Powell. Originally, the Heat selected Justice Winslow there, and I picked Norman Powell, but I think we agreed that Justice had to go back to the Heat yeah. at 10, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely All right. Now, at 11, this is, this is when the Pacers selected Miles Turner. Um, we went run it back Bobby. for me, guys. We went with Bobby. Wow. Bobby. Dude, I think that's the surprise of our redraft here, bro. If you had told Bobby me that Bobby Portis went at 11, I no way, no way. I that's think it's a great pick. I still, I still agree. Okay. I still think it's a great pick for Indiana to pair up with Paul George, make a another run to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Boris can produce, man. He's a bucket. Yeah, totally. We got him locked in, man. He's oh. there at 11, man. So we got Bobby Porter's, and then at 12, I think we consensusly agreed that we had to put Larry Nance to the mm-hmm. Jazz, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we had 13, which, like hey, we wow. said, the ultimate seal of the draft, original pick here. It had to be D-Book to the Suns. Um, yeah. I had Rashawn Holmes, but what did we consensusly agree Trey to again? Line. Trey, Trey Lyles. That's yeah, right. We had a Lyles. difference of opinions. Yeah, Trey Lyles. Okay, now we're at 14, originally campaigned to the Thunder. Um, I threw out Willie Cauley-Stein. I know we picked differently. What was it again? 
Tyus Jones. That's baby. right. The Duke point guard product, man. All yes, right. Sir. Shout out to NC. 15, bro. Original pick, Kelly Oubre in a side and trade from Atlanta to Washington. I threw out DeLon Wright, but that did not go. We went with Seti Osman. I would say what country he's from, but I can't remember. So Turkey. we're just going to. Turkey. Turkey. There we go, bro. All right, man. That wraps us up here for the the recap and analysis on the 2015 NBA draft. I think this went pretty well, guys. Thanks for watching, everybody. If you enjoyed the video, give us a like. If you would like to add something to discussion or give us any ideas or topics on our future show, feel free to comment. And as always, don't forget to subscribe.